Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to a podcast put on by Unified Beer Works called... Well, Josh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you do the intro because you came up with the name. It is a I, podcast called... I did... I would, uh, liquid People. Oh, man. He's now bashful about it. So last time when we did an introduction for... The previous episode, which thank you to the 30, 31 of you that I think uh, I saw that listened to it. Um, Exactly. So at least some people listen to it. Where from? I have no idea. I know another podcast that I have. They're all from France. So maybe that same thing happened again. I don't know why. French people seem to maybe like podcasts. In the liquid industry, it's called France. Anyway, this is a podcast called Liquid People. Which, uh, thank you to Josh for that name. But on this one, we speak to Kyle Bergen and Adam Rosenthal from Wayward Lane, who, two fantastic gentlemen who head up a amazing brewery out in Schoharie. Some of the, some of the finer, finer liquids that I've had in quite some time. They tasty. They very, they're very tasty. I'm just doing the ad libs today. I'm, that's that's I'm, uh, that totally works. I'm part of the Migos crew for <laughs> the, the rest of this conversation. You're the hype man. I'm pretty sure in crew. the interview, I that's pretty much all I did as well. No, you asked some questions. I, yeah, yeah. And it, it's a fine interview that we did. We were also joined by Jeff and Erica, but you, we're going to do all those introductions in, in the episode as well. But obviously, we just want to let you know sort of who we talked to with this, and 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 one of the big reasons they they were up and that we were able to have the chance to talk with them is we did a collaboration, or we collaborated on a beer with them called Friends from Other Places. The second installment, the first of which was with Bound by Fate out in Schuylerville. This time around, though, we brewed a Berliner Weiss, which... Our first one. Is it? It is our first one. Okay, that's what I thought it was. I believe that uh, Wayward Lane has done them before. So Wayward has uh, one of their flagships is called Merlin in Berlin. Right. Um, and that is a Berliner Weiss with pink guava and prickly pear, I believe. Okay. Or pr- it has a least prickly pear, I'll tell you that. There is that. It's and it, it's a wonderfully delicious brew coming in at 4%. It is available in four packs here at our tap room. Uh, we also have it on tap as well. Right? Correct. It didn't kick over the weekend. It I'm going to check the list now. It so it's still available. Not long for the road. No, coming, it won't be. Coming soon. Which is why we wanted to get it's this pod. Tasty. It's so good. Nice out this this week. It's perfect for that. It is perfect for this week. So we wanted to be able to get this episode out to everyone before all of that was gone. Correct. So this wasn't a completely irrelevant podcast. Either way, I think you're going to want to know about the guys from Wayward Lane anyways. So it's going to be an interesting discussion. It's going to be forever going to be an interesting episode. So Insults are thrown. Beers we, were drank. Beers were drank. Insults were thrown. I don't know if there was anything else we wanted to get into about what's going on at Unified. I think I think let's just go let's go let's go right into the let's go right into the the conversation. I think we were just going to go right into the conversation. I think it's a great idea. So here is our conversation with Kyle Bergen, Adam Rosenthal, from Wayward Lane. Like we said, the most important part of any collaboration day is the is the <laughs> selfie with all of the brewers there or people representatives of each brewery. Perfect. All right. All right. Well, now that we have the selfie out of the way, um, I guess we can at least introduce who's on the mics with us. So first off, oh, we've been recording for like the last oh, six have. minutes. Yeah, oh, or four okay. minutes. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us on the Liquid People podcast. Liquid People. The, mis- the mistake of a name that occurred when Josh decided to call others Liquid People. Yeah, we, we are in the liquid industry, so we are thereby... Liquid people. It's not It's not wrong, but today we're going to be joined by two gentlemen from Wayward Lane, Adam Rosenthal, head brewer over at Wayward, and then also Kyle Bergen, who what we said you're what, you're director of the business end of things, but sure, sure. just everything else too at the same time? Yeah, just like a MC. lot of different things. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And we're also being joined by Jeff Mannion, Erica Anderson, co-founders, uh, brewers here at, just run this whole thing, our bosses here at Unified. So really, I think what we need to do is get we're, down... We're your co-workers. 
coworkers. There you go. We're Sorry. Really just peanut gallery today. Oh yeah, that works. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot we're gonna be heckled every now and again. Um, we're drinking together at work. So that's fun. <laughs> that ne- that never at, happens. At one forty-five in the afternoon. It never happens. No one need to know the time. These people don't know. Uh, no. Uh, what I really think we need to get to the bottom of though with you two is what are your favorite colors. No, okay, I'm sorry. There wasn't the real that wasn't the real question. But oh, uh green. <laughs> that is what, actually a good what, question. What shade of green? Uh ooh, that's a good question. We'll go forest. <laughs> forest green is it wait, Kyle, I mean he I, he gave an answer. I mean this this dunkel color is really speaking to me right now. So I'm gonna go with Describe uh, it to the people. Dunkel dunkel copper red. Okay. Nice. Pantone twenty six seventy three. He really he really thought outside the box. Not what was right in front of him, but no. uh, so uh, yeah. Uh, thank you guys for coming on. It's you guys have a wonderful little brewery out in Schoharie, and I guess I just kind of want to know sort of what the heck brought you to New York. Now I know that part of it was because I know you guys started out in Colorado, correct? Or Kyle, yep. were you you out were out there yeah, as well? Yeah, everyone was. Yep, yep. yep. definitely. Right on. Um, yep. Basically, we we were in the midst of uh, planning out a brewery, and we we were damn sure we were going to do that. Uh, where it was going to happen took a bit for us to figure out. We um, spent uh, spent probably close to two years searching for a location. We were kind of scoping out mountain towns in Colorado, kind of small places, yeah, that were you know potentially void of a lot of breweries but we wanted to kind of put our footprint somewhere and after a lot of trials and tribulations we uh we were having a lot of a lot of uh, bad luck we we had like a couple of places that we thought were gonna go through and things did not quite work out and uh after a while we started thinking like do we really want to like stay in Colorado like are we sure that this is like where it needs to be and the answer ended up being not really like we wanted to just find the right place for us so um, our one of our four business partners uh, actually reached out to us he was a friend of ours from college we had known him for many years great guy and he had he had lived in Colorado for a long time ended up uh, moving back to New York where his family's farm property was and kind of uh, threw the idea out at us like hey like you know I have 65 acres here and like we're looking to do something like this could be really cool like this could be something really unique and you guys would have all the freedoms to kind of like make make this place what you want to make it and uh you know we we kind of laughed it off at first thought it was like yeah we're not moving to New York like that was well, never part of the plan. Why were you, like, immediately just dismissive? Like, not New York. What I the mean, heck would we do there? Not necessarily that. It was just, like, we're, you want us to just migrate across country. <laughs> like, we know nothing about this place. You just want us to, like, come out and start making beer here. Like, so immediately we kind of were skeptical. Um, but after a lot of convincing, uh, we were like, hey, maybe there is potential here. So let's, let's go check it out. Uh, we ended up coming out in 2017 for a little visit, kind of scope out the property, check out the area, see what we thought. And I don't know about Kyle, but it was, for me, pretty much like instantly fell in love with the area, the property. We were just like, this is this is gorgeous. There's so much potential here. Um, and we, we really saw that like this property could be, you know, the vision that we were going for. So we we made the jump, moved out here in 2018, and yeah, built a brewery. So, I mean, what was was it just like relenting, essentially? Like, were you just like, sure, fine, we'll come out? Or what, what was sort of the one thing that kind of pulled you in? You were like, yeah, all right, fine, we'll, we'll come and check it out. Well, pretty comical, honestly. Uh, we, after a lot of conversations with Andrew, he had uh, sent us all an email that said something along the lines of, 
30 reasons you should move to Schoharie, New York. Um, Which, like, I think I would need. I live in New York, and, like, Schoharie, I never am just like, yeah, I'm going to move out there. Well, I was also going to ask, what time of year did you actually come and first see? That's also a good question. We, we came I'm trying to pitch. It, it should have been in now. June. That was, and I believe it was it July. Was I say June. Yeah. July can get a little bit too hot. I was thinking, like, if I was going to try to lure somebody, <laughs> it would be smart. May, June. Like, the weather's yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. He was Things smart. Yeah, Maybe even sure. fall. Like, fall's pretty go, pretty great happened. around here. Yes. Who knows if it would have happened if we uh, came out in the middle of the winter and we're like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, holy this shit, place. this, is, yeah. uh, this yeah. is kind of fucking miserable. But, uh, um, no, we... Um, Tricked you. No, we, uh, we came out in the middle of the summer. Of course, it's gorgeous that time of year. He was, like, you know, showing us everything, all, all the the best things to do in the area he's like you got to come and like we're gonna go down to the catskills we're gonna go around and check out all the awesome breweries around here we're gonna go to you know some watering holes and sit under a waterfall and drink beer like things that like make you want to be in that place he was definitely very convincing um and he did i just really like the idea too of him like writing out an itinerary and it's on it is sit under waterfall it, it was like hilarious honestly like i definitely pull that email up from time to time and just like oh, fucking chuckle holy shit i'm here it's just like ridiculous and there was some great commentary like yeah co- thank, thank goodness there was a really good line in there that i will never forget kyle mr single over here he goes kyle you're from Colorado. The women will see you as a rare bird. <laughs> and, and, and like I think the salmon of the cup. Of dude, he's yeah. not wrong. He's and, not wrong. And I think, I think Kyle was immediately sold. He was like, oh. <laughs> There's like seven women that are available in the entire county. It's the only problem, right? Uh, Little did I know. Yeah. <laughs> the population density is slightly less than what you're accustomed to. But you guys, I mean, so, Adam, and I'm sorry, Kyle, I guess I don't know as much for you, yeah, but yeah. had you been in the brewing industry as well beforehand? Or? Not, not professionally. Uh, however, Adam, like, really got me into brewing. Like, right. we first moved in together uh, 2016-ish or so, where we, like, Adam was starting to brew, like, a couple years prior, and, like, we started home brewing like, pretty heavily, and, like... He was doing it. He was super passionate about it. And then I was just living with him. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, like, this is cool. This is fun. This is, like, something that, you know, is, like, enjoyable. And I, uh... And we're making kinda, alcohol. And, <laughs> and, and, and we get to, yeah, drink it afterwards. Exactly. Um, and it kind of, like, spiraled after that, really. Right. Um, into, like... He was brewing, and he was super passionate about it, and he was doing it, and then I would kind of join him slowly, and it would turn into, like, you know, whenever he was brewing, I was there more frequently, and then we just kind of, like, slowly started, like, building uh, some more system around it, and, like, starting and next to, thing like, you know, do you're it right more a often, <laughs> and next thing we know, we, yeah, we have a very, we're doing it every weekend, and we each have kegerators, and it's a... Uh, it spirals from there so yeah it's like it was more of like a kind of hobby for myself uh early on yeah also just to note obviously last time we did an episode there was a little bit of noise in the background today you're going to hear similar noises and even more (laughs) added bonus ones we're getting some electrical work done so if you hear a drill sorry just feel like we should just note that. At least if we acknowledge it, I feel like people forgive us a little bit more. Um, we're, we're a work in progress here. So. It's always a work always. in progress. It's how always. I feel about myself. So when you guys were doing that, though, like you're saying, like writing up a business plan, putting more of a system, too, around uh, brewing in general, what was the vision? And, and, and I guess that kind of also gets to what is the scene out in Colorado? Because here, I don't know if you know this, people love IPAs. They absolutely love it. But I know that really? you guys, of course, have them. Right, yeah. We may have a few of them here. But I notice, obviously, with you guys, you guys obviously have IPAs, but you venture out into a lot of different styles as well. So what was yeah, yeah. the vision yeah, yeah. of what you guys wanted to be brewing or what do you want to have on tap? So I love IPA. It's definitely one of my passions. Like, I, I think it's... A beautiful style of beer I think it can be represented in so many interesting ways um, but for me 
I get kind of like overwhelmed with them at points and I'm just kind of like, hey, I need to take a step back. I need to go back to my roots and I want to appreciate a lot of different styles. So yeah, especially lager like Jeff is uh, <laughs> pointing at. Like we're all currently. drinking right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm drinking. Well, I'm drinking we'll get to that in a little bit. We'll get that yeah. in a little bit. But yes, most of us are drinking lagers. Two lagers, two dunkles at the moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they are lovely. Uh, but we were we're just so passionate about variety and this you know bringing something interesting into the tap room at all times like we want to we want people to come in and you know have a wide variety of things that they can pick and choose from and we really we want to highlight the stuff that we like to drink so I have a pretty I think I have a pretty diverse like palette of like what I'm into I you know lager is a huge love of mine but and Rosh beers and Rauch beers, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> that, that dark English mild. Yes. English ales, lagers. One of my favorite beers. Smoked beers. I mean, we do a lot. And, you know, we, we also have a pretty significant investment into our uh, spontaneous beer program, which is probably, like, my biggest love in beer. Uh, after spending a lot of time in Belgium, traveling, I absolutely fell in love with the the art and the just the absolute passion behind brewing lambic influence beers so that was something that i knew i couldn't open a brewery without having that be a big part of it it was just something that i i, I needed to explore for myself wanted to dive deep into it and even though it's a huge commitment that's kind of like unknown you know honestly we've we've been brewing these beers for about a year now and I still don't know what's going to happen. Like, it's a very unknown project. You're just kind of, like, taking it day by day. Um, and it's, really? It's, 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 it's exciting, I have man. no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and that's beer making in general. Right. I mean, like, honestly, it is. We literally shoot from the hip every week here. <laughs> but imagine that after two weeks, you don't know what's going to happen. you got to wait a whole three years to find right. out. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, that's a whole different thing, too. I mean, was that was that part of the draw at all, coming in, like, knowing that you were going to have that infrastructure to be able to do that when you Definitely. got to... Yeah, I mean, we, we were going to do it no matter where we ended up, but knowing that we were going to be on this, like, gorgeous farm property that's, you know, surrounded by agriculture, we were going to have you know, fruit trees and an orchard on site, like the whole thing just kind of like an apiary with, yeah. you know, a whole Insane. hell of a lot of beehives. And yeah, the whole thing just kind of made so much sense. Like we would have made spontaneous beer, whether we were in the middle of a city or, you know, in rural upstate New York, but it ended up working out in a way that I probably could never have imagined. It's just perfect. Really curious who does the beekeeping so uh, he's one of the guys that is not present at the moment, but our, uh, our friend and business partner, Andrew, he's the uh, farm property manager, but he also does all of the agriculture on site, beekeeping. Um, it was kind of something he got into basically because of being out here and having this big plot of land that he wanted to figure out how to, how to utilize it in, in a way that he saw fit. And re basically he... He had kind of dipped his toes into a bunch of different aspects of farming and thought maybe, hey, this is, you know, the property we're on is an old hop farm. Like, I should grow hops. Uh, after, like, some serious time working in hop fields and spending time talking to people, he kind of decided that that wasn't necessarily his passion um, and he wanted to try something else. And that's when he dove into, like, the beekeeping side of things and ended up being very successful for him and he's i mean honestly like the honey is absolutely phenomenal I, i'll go on record and say it is literally some of the best honey i've ever had <laughs> is is that something that Agreed. absolutely that you fantastic. get into kind of like home brewing and like kind of do yourself and figure out small and scale up slowly or is it like you bring a specialist on board for a while. And is there a beekeeping homebrew kit? Yeah. <laughs> like, is that how it starts? Is there is yeah? Wait, is there just like a trial and error period yeah. where it's just like your girlfriend gets you a beekeeping homebrew kit for Christmas, and next thing you know, you have an apiary? Is that how it works? Uh, I'm just curious. Basically, what we're trying to ask is it very similar to the story of how this brewery started, or no? I mean, weirdly enough, like kind of. I mean, it, you know. He, not what I was expecting. Yeah, no, he, I'm honestly, kind of shocked, like, actually. honestly, like he, 
he just, I think he had the idea of it and was like, hey, I'll get a hive or something like that. And that turned into, wow, this is really deep. You don't just like get a hive and like make honey. You can, of course, <laughs> but to maintain that and like make it something that's more than just, uh, you know, a bill, put uh, bees a, in a box. Yeah, a bee right. killing um, apparatus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so he actually did um, like an internship where he went out and spent believe it was a full week uh hanging out and doing all kinds of beekeeping with one of the most you know sought after like professional beekeepers in the country uh and i think it was up in vermont and he spent a week out there learning everything and really i think that was like the moment when he was like wow i i can do this as a living i love this the science behind it and like the whole you know the whole thing was just so like intriguing that he after doing that they dove very deep into making this apiary happen and like building it into something a little bit more legitimate than just like a home operation i appreciate that it's like you know i'm not as interested in the whole brewing thing which is you know a huge trendy sort of thing right (laughs) fuck it i want to go with bees uh, like, but, but, but I mean, no, like that's, that's totally cool. Because if oh, absolutely, had, if we had property, I guarantee you somebody <laughs> would have uh, would have hives all over the place. Noted, noted to all of the and non goats. to all the listeners. Yeah, uh, Jeff was pointing to Erica. Apparently, Erica There's would be no the one taking care of. We'd that. have beehives all over if we weren't situated in a giant parking lot. Someday, um, I'd be remiss though. Someday. You guys are operating out of a. 1800, an old 1800s hop house or a former hop house, yep. which is yep. a, a, a really cool thing to point out uh, sort of with what you guys going on because it's, it is kind of nice to know about the history of sort of some of the buildings, especially if a building has a history attached to it. Yeah. Um, you've been in there a year now, right? Yeah. You guys are coming up on your one year anniversary, correct? Yep. Yep. In really uh, end of May. So, right. Yeah. I mean, so we'll be there. Yeah. Hell yeah. I might be sleeping in the parking lot that night, but we'll be there. Oh, <laughs> you gotcha. There may or may not be, you know, some kind of beer being released on that day as oh, well. Oh, man. Sweet. Seems like the worst time to do it, really. <laughs> Why would you ever release any sort of beer on an anniversary day? Uh, but no, so, it, I mean, obviously it has been a year, and you went from looking for places in Colorado to hopefully open up something to, fuck it, let's just try New York. You've been here for a year. You've been you you've noticed what the community or you at least have experienced the beer community around here. Yeah. What's it been like? I mean, what has it been like for for being at a business for a year here in the capital region? Yeah. Um, I, it's been honestly, we've been so welcomed. I feel pretty lucky to have met as many like awesome people as we have so far. It's uh, the community here is it's tight. It's small, but it's, you know, people know each other. We all talk to each other, work together, and it's been, honestly, we feel welcomed. It's been a, it's been a really great experience. We, uh, we wouldn't have, wouldn't, couldn't have asked for anything better so far. Nobody's called you a carpet bagger. <laughs> I literally was going to write that in my notes, where I was like, these carpet baggers came in. Where did that what, come I, from? Actually, carpet actually, bagger? That's the term. I, I, when Adam was telling the story at the beginning, I, uh, I I Google to make sure it's it's the correct piece yeah. usage. Is it what I remember from seventh grade yeah. social yeah, studies? Yeah, yeah. It's it's applied more, I think, to politicians. Correct. But yeah. I mean, in the south, it's it's more it's it's fun to use in its. Uh, you big time in Colorado, fancy elites coming in. <laughs> it's better when it doesn't so actually hairy. fit. Yeah, it's more fun to do it that way <laughs> to actually use the term. But no, I mean so. That's kind of, I mean, a big part of why we wanted to do this podcast is sort of to talk about that. The fact of there is a lot of collaboration that goes or uh, that goes in with a lot of, I mean, really any breweries probably in any scene, and that I could be wrong. I just know in New York, it just seems like everyone knows each other. Everyone tries to work together. And I know you guys have already done a bunch of collaborations. Yeah. One that we were, of course, going to mention in a little bit. But, I, I mean, what has it been like to kind of meet all the different breweries around here? And did you kind of expect that to happen even within your first year of operation? You know, we've been really lucky uh, to have made some great acquaintances here and just, you know, we met Erica and Jeff actually when we were in our planning phase. We were we were looking at equipment. We had looked at, you know, we were talking with Fraunhofer 
which uh, Unified obviously is a big supporter of. And uh, we were looking at some, some different pieces of equipment, one of those being a cool ship. And we had kind of the, Melanie from Fraunhofer had taken us over to Common Roots and been like, hey, come check out their cool ship. Hey, let's go over to Unified. They've got a, one of our brew houses, some tanks, stuff like that. So we had met them through that whole experience. And uh, it's funny, like, thinking back on that, that was that was a number of years ago. Like, we started oh, yeah. this, you know, <laughs> yeah. we started brew, we started, we moved out here in 20, 20 summer of 2018. Yeah. And then, like, here. 2019 we were like in the midst of like searching for equipment and stuff so yeah throughout that whole thing we were super lucky to meet some people um i was extremely lucky to kind of put my foot in the door over at suarez family brewery um some people that have been instrumental as well in like getting us up and running and we you know can't thank those guys enough they like took us in like family treated us like you know treated us amazingly well uh and just saw like hey these guys are coming in trying to do something something crazy and we're gonna support them and they were they've supported us through every little part of the process so like actually got kyle in there as well because after i was working their tap room helping them with packaging and stuff like that and uh they're like hey we need somebody to like build some stuff around here anyone know somebody who can build some stuff and i'm like well yeah i happen to have like the perfect guy guy. (laughs) and uh so kyle got involved and ended up doing a ton of work for them at their place and yeah through that relationship we met so many people um and just everyone's been so friendly like we haven't there's been nobody that we don't like we like every pretty much every like beer person we've met in new york and it's been a very welcoming place to be it's it's great non-beer people though fuck them uh no <laughs> yeah we don't need those, those, types. those seltzer people get them out <laughs> that's right oh you drink wine fuck out of here uh no uh so hey easy i know i know i know <laughs> i just start serving we actually wine, like wine. <laughs> we enjoy wine uh but so that's kind of what i was curious about too because obviously we're very much insulated we know what the new york scene is like were you coming from Colorado? Were you not expecting that at all? Or was is that something that was going on sort of over in Colorado as well? I mean, so Colorado has like this extremely mature beer market. It's uh it's huge. Like there it's staggering, honestly. It's almost hard to keep up there because there are just so many breweries and so many places popping up every day. Um and there is a really great culture there, like living in Denver you know, working in the scene there, had so many great friends, and, like, it's definitely a similar feeling, but it's so much bigger that, like, not everyone knows each other. You're going to, like, you go to a conference or something, and you're going to meet all kinds of people you don't know. Um, You're going to meet all the newcomers, stuff like that. New York, I feel like being a younger beer market and kind of, like, it's still in its evolution phase, but definitely, like, coming becoming something really cool, um, I think that's, it's really led to some fun relationships. Like people are all very tight knit and that's, I think that's the biggest difference between Colorado and here is like Colorado, you're, you're talking about just in the Denver Metro area, like 500 breweries. It's insane. Like you can't even keep up with that. Like something like that. Well, well, I don't like I'm, I'm 530 in the state here, I think. Yeah. And so Colorado, everything's kind of jammed into the front range, you know, between Colorado Springs and Fort Collins. Everything's packed in there where all the population is. And there are outliers, you know, there's breweries out in the mountains and out in the plains and stuff, but it's very, very concentrated all in one zone. Um, So no matter how hard you tried, you weren't going to, like, feel quite the same, like, tight-knit sense of community you kind of had like bubbles where people were like oh these are like my brewery friends like i've got you know the spots i hang out with and everyone kind of like in this it's almost clicky uh not Mm. in a bad way you know like we had lots of awesome brewery friends in colorado but here i think it's a little more inclusive just because of the size of things just a little easier to get to know it's a little bit behind to kind of where things are in colorado yeah and it's it's evolving still yeah. Yeah, right on. 
so the other thing too, like I, I know I had heard or at least seen too, like you guys were still selling stuff before you guys even kind of opened up the tap room. Obviously, we were, <laughs> you know, there was a pandemic. I think we're still in it, but <laughs> most people would disagree. Oh, it's an endemic. I think is where we're at. We moved on, right? It's post-pandemic, right? Uh, anyway, but almost. <laughs> but I mean, you guys were still selling stuff. I mean, they were still. You, I, you guys had brought in a mobile canning unit. Um, you guys at least were selling stuff, but. How were you able to, how do you feel you were able to kind of get your name out there? I mean, you know, obviously you guys are coming in from a different area. With some other people, it's like, oh, they've been in this area. We've known them for a while. They at least have sort of those kind of close-knit people. How were you guys able to kind of get the word out about the fact that you guys were opening? You want to know what? A lot of it was word of mouth. I mean, we, I think people got a little bit intrigued by us when they heard, like, the a little bit of the background that like, carpetbaggers oh, like, were coming did, in to yeah, take over now. Like, <laughs> what the hell are they doing here like what are they and you don't even know how many times we get that question it's like almost constant it's like what the hell are you doing in new york god damn like, it i thought i was from... asking something unique no, why like... are you just shooting it down <laughs> no, it's I, crazy I think that, man. that is a like, good question no no right. well the, is, the new york question i guess more so but it is honestly a good question and it wouldn't make sense unless you had heard the story like we had just kind of like explained but um no, it's... Thank you for validating me. No, absolutely. <laughs> like, it, you're, you're right to un- Don't think worry, that. Andrew, you're good enough. <laughs> I'm going to answer the question for Adam, Please not do. being a member of Wayward Lane. <laughs> they make very good beer. Yeah. Well, and, that, and, that goes without saying. It's and, not always a build-it-they-will-come situation, though. But sorry, I, not to no, interrupt I, you. But. No, not at all, man. Like, Honestly, we wanted to showcase the beer. Like, that's... 100% no matter what that is number one to us we're just we're diehard about our product and like what we do and we wanted to kind of we wanted to push the boundaries we wanted to do fun stuff that maybe people weren't super familiar with and I think that maybe we got a little bit of you know people noticing like oh this is not like necessarily like the average thing happening around here and I I, I think that that maybe generated some of the you know some people finding out about us. I honestly don't really know the answer. Like we, we made <laughs> I beer. I the beer, man. I we don't made know. The beer. We put it out there to the world, and people seem to be liking it. So we're gonna keep making it because it was really good right out of the gate. And that <laughs> yeah. no, seriously, like that never. That's that's never gonna hurt you if you make good beer right out of the box. And, and frankly, in the current beer market, man, like if you don't you were going to get eaten alive. Yeah. It might sure. take a year, six months, 18 months, but you're eventually going to get steamrolled. And the first beer I had from you, I think, was was the, the English Mild. Yep. I believe and, that might be the same for a lot of us, and, yeah. And seeing, like, oh, oh, that new brewery I saw on Instagram, I started following because I heard there's a new brewery. But then, oh, it's not a hazy IPA. It's an English Mild. That's fun. <laughs> All right. Um, like, who the fuck comes out of the gate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's good. Oh, it's really good. In, in like, like yeah. in the land of hazy IPAs, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I heard people who comes out of the box with that. I had like heard people way. talk about you guys before, and and I know we kind of had this conversation offline, off air, sure. as maybe you could say, where I said I walked in and I saw they have a fucking English mild. <laughs> what? And I got <laughs> so at, at excited. Three point nine percent. Yeah, yeah. Three point eight. Yep. It, yeah. It's like eight, yeah. It's so good. the most drinkable beer on the planet to me. Like, <laughs> literally. And by the way, is the perfect post-Turkey Trot beer because <laughs> right. Andrew and I, yep. Andrew and I did the 10K in Troy, and Slide and Dirty had that on, and we're Joe. like, that, yes. Well, I think yeah. one of the most, of the most interesting things too is we were talking to the guy who actually buys beer there, and he mentioned he's like, listen. I never thought I'd buy an English Mild, but here, like, kind of like, but here we are. Yeah, he here, tried here it. Here I am. Yeah. Right, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I, I know I said it to you guys. Two it years is a, ago, I never thought I'd brew a Dunkel. Right. <laughs> but it's a very strong beer for us. Like, mm-hmm. it sells well. And I mean, while we're on the topic, I mean, because, hell, you know, Jeff and Erica, you know, Kyle and Adam, you guys could probably talk to this, too. We're, we're seeing a slight shift kind of going that it's direction, not, it's no? Not, it's not slight. Yeah. It's a real shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I mean. It's something I'm, like, so excited about, honestly. Like, the fact that these, like, kind of lesser or less talked about styles are finally getting the attention they deserve is... It's honestly like a dream for me. Like, like I said, IPAs are excellent. You know, who doesn't like a really well done IPA? Like West Coast IPA was what got me into beer in the first place. But really, like 
the Don't say that. People hate that shit around here. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, but you're we all started to... on Lagunitas. Or... <laughs> you're going to have to deal with it because we're yeah, going to keep like making them no matter what. <laughs> so um... keep, keep making them until people like them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I fucking like them. So, but, Hell yeah. yeah. Like live uh, with their with their Roush beers. Yeah. Talking They're to the owner there, he's like, I will keep making these beers until people like them. Like, all right, man. And that's what I think that's what separates like, you know. The, the people that the are shaft. it's what it separates the people that are doing this as just a business and people that are doing this as an art form and as like a way of life like not not for the untapped rating man i really yeah, wish i, I had yeah. what is that i don't even know what that is i wish i had my hip-hop air horn going right now and just be like <laughs> shots fired no <laughs> to, to your point I, I'll, I'll say this like our our german lager uh, Glimpse of Bavaria was our number two selling draft beer last week, and I—if you told me that two years ago, I would have been less surprised if someone convinced me that the world was actually flat. <laughs> I thought there was no chance of that happening, but here we are. Like we're seeing a, a very definite shift in the way people are buying beer. You can only drink so many six point five whatever percent hazy IPAs before you're just like. I just want something kind of clean and light, and I can have a couple of them while I'm hanging out with my friends for a few hours, mm-hmm. right? And we're seeing that definite switch. I mean, that was my mindset, too, before I started being like, I need more Pilsners. I need more lagers in my life kind of thing. But, we, yeah. We all need more lagers in our life. Mm-hmm. Amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and the other, so I know one of the questions, obviously, one that we kind of tangents will happen but kind of going back to just how people finding out about you guys the one thing i noticed that you guys do a lot of farmers markets too yep how helpful was that in terms of just getting any sort of recognition or you know just getting the word out there honestly i think it's been pretty big for us i think that because you guys did schenectady i know you guys are at troy yeah we do so we last summer we were doing the schenectady green market uh the hudson farmers market and recently, we're doing the Troy Farmers Mar- uh, Waterfront Farmers Market as well. Um, so, and actually, the Amsterdam Farmers Market starting this summer. Uh, so we're kind of like trying to spread the beer out. We want people to. I think Farmers Market's a great place to to kind of like push, you know, the idea of our brand because it gives people an actual chance that maybe had never heard of us to try the product i mean we're doing we're sampling like that's what we're doing like that's the big thing we're going there we're cracking open cans letting people try everything and i think it makes a big difference to actually be face to face with the consumer and talking about you know how these things are made why we do it giving them kind of a lowdown on our on our place and yeah it's great do you actually sell at those events like four we do and stuff? yep okay yep yeah i mean hearing you talk about like amsterdam and schenectady like we're talking about half hour, 40 minutes from where you're located. Like, yeah, yeah, it totally makes sense for yeah. you guys yeah. to do it. That so way. the answer to the question from before <laughs> is farmer's markets yes. or, or, or other, you're telling us we should go to farmer's markets. <laughs> if we have, we're trying if, to ask you, should we, we go to farmer's <laughs> markets? Well, and, and frankly, we've talked about this a million times. Like we have a hard enough time getting staff to work a beer festival, much yeah. less like, Hey, you got to do this every Saturday morning. The people who are beer tenders here are used to making their tips, which is substantial some days. So, like, to get somebody to go and work for X dollars per hour to be at a farmer's market, it's a very tough sell for us. Well, the reality is there is that we kind of do everything ourselves. I mean, there's four founders of our place, and, like, honestly, we just hired our first staff over the last couple months, uh, we congratulations. Thank you, thank you. It's it's good. It's good to have some help for sure. You mean you don't um, have a dozen people who are relying on you every week? Like. <laughs> you know that's that's the part we don't want to think about. But uh, yeah, it is a thing as well. But get uh, ready. <laughs> but no, it's uh, it is definitely a labor of love. Like I mean, we've been doing up until a few months ago it was literally just us doing every single thing every single day i mean kyle and i probably work seven days a week most of the time like it's not it's not weird at this point it's just kind of the norm um but we do it because we're we're passionate and we we couldn't see it any other way like we're we're doing this thing you know that's it 
first year, it was the same way here. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's how she, most she people are. She worked the tap like, room. Like yeah. I did everything in back. Like yeah. it was just she took care well, of all the. Well, you didn't do bi- everything in well, back. Ma- <laughs> Come on now. A majority. Give her some credit. No, here, I did a majority. Of, this is awkward. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. No. Um, no, but like, yeah, it was just nonstop. Um, and now, like, we've kind of hit a point where we can hire some people. Worries me because, <laughs> like, someone's relying on me to like make their mortgage payment, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. does it really I, feel weird to stare into your future at this stage? <laughs> like, I, yeah, like if I fuck yeah, up, kinda. like if I fuck up, <laughs> Josh's house is like he's relying on me to not fuck up, and it is a lot of pressure. It really is, like, it's yeah. no joke. But then again, you have all these awesome folks that believe in your vision. And are here for a reason, you know. Like you're, you yeah. don't just, you don't just get into the beer industry. You're not doing it for money. We all know that. If I wanted like, more oh money, God, I would have stayed at Regeneron. Sorry, Regeneron. I love you. It was, hard, <laughs> it was the hardest job I ever had to leave because I did. I do love the company. I have a million friends who still work there. But that was like the hardest thing ever for me to leave there. But if I wanted to just make more money, I would have stayed there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doing doing shit for passion is always kind of a weird thing. Not that I was ever did that as a reporter at all. Um, but yeah, that's that's where you do something for a passion, you make money, you get shit on all the time, which is sort of a different vibe. Um, obviously, you guys have gotten the word out. Now it's just sort of kind of looking ahead. I'm I'm sure in a lot of ways. So, Kyle, we were talking about this a little bit. There's going to be a couple. If you can talk about it at all. You guys are going to be at least making a couple of additions to the brew house at least a little bit now. That's that's the, the vision, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, what is is there anything you guys can talk about sort of in the vision? What's going to be what you guys are looking forward to and sort of what you want to do a little bit differently? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I would say like the first thing like forefront of our minds like this year. Uh, right now we're like about to build like a stage. So we have like a huge, uh, beer meadow, like right behind our property Mm -hmm. can hold like a few hundred people. It's like very, uh, it's, it's large and it's like helpful in the sense of like allowing people to like enjoy themselves, like in the outside area with, uh, music is the big thing. So we're, we're working on building a stage that is like going to help like promote a little bit more of like the music scene like around us which is like somewhat struggling but the, the I would say like the future of the brewery itself is like uh, we're trying to grow smart we're trying to like slowly build into like what we're what we're capable of and we are um, trying to think smart about like what we want to do as far as like building out like the the production space and like growing into that um and uh yeah i mean i yeah it's like whatever comes is right come. i want to see lollapalooza 2025 <laughs> <laughs> at wayward lane like yeah that, that would be like my dream uh, yeah that would be amazing i hear the person you don't want to try and book for that though is kanye he may just all of a sudden <laughs> drop out um <clears throat> but so and that's the other thing too i mean you, I noticed you guys, too, started doing some more events. I mean, like, what was it that you guys felt in terms of, I, obviously, the beer is out there. That can speak for itself, right? And now you got to kind of spread out maybe a little bit wider. What did you guys feel like you had to do to maybe kind of cast that net a little bit wider? Yeah, I mean, we're definitely, like, very much a destination brewery where, you know, we've, we've definitely tried to, like, reach as far as, like, the events goes and... We, we had a couple music acts, like, this past year that were very successful. Like, on Saturdays, it was, you know, at times there could be, like, a couple hundred people in the brewery. So those certain events were just like, man, I feel like we got to keep doing these. We got to, like, keep promoting the music and, like, see where it goes um, to where we're just, like, trying to, like, build that infrastructure to, like, continue to do that. I feel like... One thing that we're really bringing to our area is we're kind of becoming this like hub for community. Like we've, we're not just a brewery. Like obviously that's the focus, but we're a place. We're a gathering place, and I think that's what breweries are in general. Is oh like for these, sure. These places for people to come together and like 
to me that's one of the most beautiful things about beer is that it's it's a social lubricant literally like it is like <laughs> you, you know. drink beer <laughs> no it is you drink is. beer you hang out with your friends you have good conversation you watch some awesome live music you're eating some good local food from from our food trucks you know like the whole thing is just like it's meant to be uh, a place for inclusion place that like anybody can come no matter who they are and have a good time uh you know you don't even necessarily have to love beer it might you might just come and say damn i just like this place it's just a nice place to be and maybe i'll have one and try something i'm not like super comfortable with but i'm gonna go outside my comfort zone and it's just it's all about that like we've i think we've built a place where people really like to hang out and just spend their time and it's it's a nice it's a nice atmosphere like we've got you know, we're on a 65-acre farm property in kind of the rolling foothills of the Catskills, and I think a lot of people that live in the cities and stuff are just, like, absolutely desperately looking for that escape to go somewhere where they can just be like, hey, I'm just out in, out in nature, enjoying some company and enjoying some good beverages and food and maybe some good music, and it's, it's just a fun place to be. I can at least attest to the part of you don't even have to go and drink a beer because my wife, when we went the first time to your place, was pregnant at the time. Couldn't drink beer. There you go. Fucking loved hanging out there. Because, I mean, it was the food trucks and everything else, too. Sorry, Jeff. You no, wanted no, to... God. No, no. That, I was, I was, I was trying to say, to I can attest to it as well because the, the first time that we actually finally made it there, um, it was a Sunday afternoon. We're like, yeah, we'll go have a couple beers. Like, it was rainy. Check it out. It was like, like a, kind of a, yeah. not a great day. And we ended up being there for like three and a half hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, uh, definitely a spot you can hang out in. And, and 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 don't mean to go sort of maybe out of order or just in terms of whatever sort of the linear timeline of sort of an interview would be. But what I was kind of curious about is Schoharie. Like even for me, like I, I grew up in Clifton Park, which is suburbia to the nines. Like it's sure. just you know just chain stores everywhere. <laughs> but uh, and then I live in Troy, which yes, it's a city, but there's different aspects to it where you don't feel like you're like you know, completely in sort of an urban area. What I'm curious about is from where you guys came from in Colorado and where were you guys in Colorado? The Boulder area. The Boulder. Okay. So was Schoharie at, was it at all sort of like a, wait, what is this setting? What are we going to do here? Kind of thing. Was it in any way sort of like not a culture shock, but it was somewhat straight. I I would say like definitely a bit of a culture shock. Like, I think, uh, honestly, like, after spending a lot of time living in Denver and Boulder area, like, it kind of wore down on me personally. I was just kind of, like, a little bit over the crowds and the traffic and just, like, getting everywhere. And as much as it's, like, a lovely place to be and it's got a lot of good things going for it, I kind of personally was interested in kind of moving to a more rural environment However, I don't think I was, like, ready for, like, for what? That. For that. <laughs> like, we got here, and we were suddenly, like, yeah. complete outsiders. People are, like, literally looking at us, like, what in God's name are you doing here? You're like, those guys from Colorado, aren't you? Oh, right? no, they got no, lost. Really yeah. <laughs> lost. Yeah, we got super lost. We didn't hardly know where we were. But, uh, yeah. no, it was it was pretty crazy, like, coming here and kind of, like, getting asked that over and over again, like, what in God's name are you doing here? And having to explain it to everybody. But, like, guess what? We've become part of the community. Like, it it took a while, um, but now we're, like, you know, people know us. You're, it's a super small town. Like, Sco- the town of Skahari is literally, like, a 1,000 people. Um, the county is quite a bit bigger. But, like, we've we've made a lot of good connections. We've met people that have been gone above and beyond to help us out shout out uh spencer Mochman. <laughs> um but literally All right, that like, felt like an inside joke you're just gonna move on from that <laughs> oh my God. We'll, we'll give him a, should we just leave it alone give, we're gonna give him a little shout out because this dude has literally He's brought like us in like family mm. I, I don't even know how it happened suddenly he was just like I think I want to help these people yeah. and all of a sudden we have somebody that's every single day there to help us with whatever we need and this guy has been he's 
He's like a, you know. Ask for nothing. Yeah. Mm. Ask for nothing. He asks for nothing, but he's, he's just there. So shout out, shout out Spencer. Thank you. Thanks, man. Yeah. No, it's a wonderful <laughs> thing, uh, obviously. And you did it during a pandemic, too, which I think is kind of one of the more, like, crazy things is to, like, have literally open. Like, at least, like, with Unified, you guys have been open for at least some time before it hit, and I know you still year had to half. navigate yeah, that. Yeah, about a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you guys, like, literally in the middle of it. Yeah. And, you know, now you're, now we're, I guess, sort of coming out on the other side. But I don't know. So, so our, the build out of our, our brewery was pretty, it was a pretty long process. We, uh, we took on a pretty ambitious project. You know, it was, uh, 1870s hop house, uh, that was sitting on Stonefield Foundation, kind of teetering where it sat. Uh, the building was basically, if it wasn't for like the fact that we decided to do this, I don't know what would have happened to it. It may have, it may have never become anything, but like we took it on. We were like, yeah, who knows? But we basically were like, Hey, this deserves to be saved. This, we could have for probably less money built a brand new building on our property and just started with like a warehouse, which is great in lots of aspects, probably would have been way more efficient um, but we, we basically took it upon ourselves to save this thing, and we felt like it was like, honestly, it felt like almost like it was it needed to happen. We were like, this is this building's too beautiful to not preserve. Um, so it took two two years to do the build out, and it was you know we started building well before COVID was a thing, and uh, when it happened, we were like. What are we gonna do? Damn it! Like we're not just gonna like stop. You're like, in. You're, you're we're in. in it, man. There's no getting out. Yeah. We're doing it. Like make it work. So that's what we did. We just kind of rolled with punches and made it happen. And we're we're happy to be where we are for sure. Well, I can definitely say that I I would I would assume that everyone else would say that we're happy you guys are here. Oh yeah. Uh, we're looking forward well, to. What is going to be coming from you guys in the next however many years, right? Um, anything else you guys want to say just even in terms of just like any other sort of stuff you guys want to highlight about the business uh, kind of that's coming up? Anything you want to talk about, maybe even plans, anything, any any minor kind of thing other than I know you guys mentioned a beer release uh, for the one-year anniversary? Yeah, well, I mean... We'd be silly to be sitting here with a unified crew and not talk about our upcoming collaboration. So uh, a pretty amazing beer that's coming out at Unified, uh, I believe this weekend. Yes, uh, releasing tomorrow, Friday, kicking off the weekend right. What, what is it? I know we're, we're dancing around it. What is it, this beer? <laughs> so this is a Berliner Weiss. It's the, the second in our series of Friends from Other Places. And Adam also came up with the perfect name of Merlin and Malta because <laughs> your, your Berliner Weiss is currently called Merlin... Merlin and Berlin. Merlin and Berlin. So yeah. obviously, it's yeah. also named after a cat, by the way. Sure is. <laughs> Not a wizard. No. Not a wizard. Not a wizard but a cat. Um, Are we sure? <laughs> oh, look at positive. you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's a it's a Berliner Weiss, which we actually don't usually do here at Unified. We typically do sour ales in general, sour IPAs, things of that nature. So this is this is a very legit. Uh, old school style of beer and we want to do something kooky crazy so we we use some uh phantasm which is the you know the new school all the cool kids are using it oh yeah all the, all the cool kids are using phantasm but we typically see it in a lot of hazy ipas so we decide to use it in a sour phantasm to- for what people who don't know it is it's cryo um sauvignon blanc grapes that bring all sorts of just amazing flavors to beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I need to know, really. <laughs> <laughs> Traditionally used in hazy IPA well, for the last li- six months. Well, right. the market. Yeah. <laughs> Tradish- if you want to call that traditional. long traditional. Sure. Like six months. 180 days. <laughs> <laughs> so we paired that because it comes with all sorts of notes of white wine grapes, Sauvignon Blanc, obviously, as Jeff just said. And we decided to go with some funky fruits sour sop, 
which gives a little bit of a banana tropical. For those who don't know, soursop is guayabana, or a less oh. than helpful. Oh. Nice. <laughs> it's, it's AKA. It's, uh, some parts of the world is known as guayabana. Um, but, but grown it, in the Philippines. Uh, Philippines and, and Southeast Asia, uh, huge there, and used in like uh, drinks like a gin blinder where you pour gin and soursop mix. And what are the flavors? Uh, yeah, there's like a light banana. There's like a custardiness to it that I love. It's it's when you pour the juice, it's white, mm-hmm. which is I think really you never see a juice that's white and and at least a beautiful color in this beer. I'd say it's got like a almost a papaya, bana- banana meets papaya, yeah. a little jackfruit if you had any of that yeah. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little lychee. Yep. So picture that combined with picture these all that Sauvignon <laughs> Blanc grapes and then also pink it's like guava. We added some pink guava puree, so it adds even more of that tropical element, but it's only 4%. It's super crushable. It is light, delicious, slightly tart. Yeah. What, yeah. what made you guys land on, when you came together, doing the Berliner Vise? Well, we decided... Is it because you know, of you? No, well, I mean... <laughs> yes, yes, largely. It's his fault. You no, know, yeah. he's, he's done a lot of them, and we haven't. It's I good. kind of we tend should, to... Whenever you do collabs, you should always be doing things where you can both kind of learn something yeah. right, I, from each I'm, other. I right. really like to, when we do collabs, like, I like to push people out of their comfort zone a little bit, um, because I think that, like Jeff said, that is all. it's all about learning and growing as brewers. Uh, I think that's one of the most beautiful parts of collaborating is like you are going to improve no one's i always love the term there are no brew gods there are no brew masters we're all like we're all learning every day i never would call myself a brew master no matter how many years i've been doing this like i think that it's a constant evolution of like trying to improve um you can always learn something new collaborating is probably one of the best ways to like extend your reach figure out how to do something more interesting maybe incorporate something that you never thought of because you worked with some people that had some really cool ideas so like that's to me that's the fun of it i love love learning love to like get new techniques from people and so it's all about like hey we're gonna collaborate on a beer let's take something that we do let's take something that you do Let's kind of like put them together. Maybe we can make something even more interesting at the end. And I, I loved on the the brew day for this beer when you were here, and I, f- I forget the specific, and we'll muddy the waters by going into it. But there was a thing that came up that you're like, oh yeah, I know I'm supposed to do that, but I've always done it the opposite way, and it's just worked <laughs> out. And I I do it every single time, and I'm not supposed to, but I it worked. And everybody's like, yeah. well, Alex goes, really? Really? Yeah. really? Yeah. No, I know. I just, I, I do it that way. I don't know. <laughs> and frankly, because we do it the other way, doesn't mean that's right, right. at all. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. right. It that's might not, it might not matter beer. one iota which way we do it. Thank you, Kyle, Adam, so much for taking the time and chatting with us. Uh, yeah, again, super excited to see what you guys have uh, coming up next. Um, and thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Jeff and Erica, for also joining us on this one. Sorry. I want to chime in one more thing. Oh, geez. Uh, so I got to let you uh, go then. This is not the only collab that will be <laughs> happening. Um, oh, but there's more. I was going to say, he, he was talking about a beer release at their first year anniversary. <laughs> yes. Which I'm sure Shit, I didn't know we were going to get more than one. I didn't know we were going to get more into that. All right, <laughs> the then let's go. Out of the bag. I think, I think oh, it would no. be, we'd be remiss to not mention it. So, uh, this is part one of the collab between Wayward Lane and Unified, and uh, look out for part two releasing on our anniversary weekend, which is May 21st, Schoharie, New York. Get your butts out there. Let's uh, let's drink some good beer. Thank you guys again so much, and thank you everyone for listening uh, to our second episode of Liquid People, uh, put on by the Unified Beer Works. You can obviously find us on all of the different places that you get your podcasts spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher thank you again for everyone listening we'll see you next time au revoir long live the queen (laughs) thanks guys cheers guys